It's 9.30, and that means it's time for Food Talk. I'm Marianne Myers, and I am uh, not actually here, but I am (laughs) with my fabulous co-host, Linda Perkins, from afar. Good morning, Linda. I got my apron on. Good morning, Marianne. Do you? We just, you know, it's totally like we just have to have faith that you have your apron on. (laughs) And this... (laughs) <laughs> this whole like like remote recording thing has been so great for me because I just before the show I have to clean my house in case anybody can see. <laughs> I've done it like every time. It's just like some weird thing I have that I didn't even know I had, and oh. I found out at this ripe old age. I have to clean my house before a radio show. Well, you know, maybe what, some of our listeners have some special secret way to look in. And if I they know. do, they're going to tell me I need to iron my shirt. I, <laughs> I look like an unmade bed. My dishes are dirty. <laughs> oh, cripes. It's just so sad. And uh, be, before we um, started recording, I uh, was checking the Bluetooth to make sure all of our Things were working, and uh, you and I were both worried about our dogs being in the, you know, like uh, contributing to the program. So that's what happens when you're at home. That's I just I locked mine like an acre away, but I like that you gave your deaf dog a stern talking to. <laughs> daily, multiple times a day, and she's very good about looking right at me. Blink, blink. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So all of that aside, we are still able to do a radio show, which I'm very, very so grateful about. And um, I wonder what you've been cooking. Well, um, I was just feeling kind of like overwhelmed by all the stuff that's happening in the world lately. And how I deal with that is I buy a bunch of cookbooks. <laughs> wow, and a and a bookcase, I hope. <laughs> oh yes, yes, it's coming. <laughs> but um, um, I on um, eat your books. They, you know, they they're that um service that's free that you and I use, where we put all our cookbooks in there, and then it gives us an index of all of our recipes. It, it you know, you can search an ingredient or a recipe name. It, it works really good. Yeah, it but, works um, they great. Have, they have all kinds of articles in there too, and they had an article about the um, um, what is, um, you know, pretty much uncontestedly believed to be the best cookbook store in the nation, and that it was really in trouble because of COVID. Um, tourists weren't coming to New York, and and um, people weren't going out, and and so that they were really in trouble, and so. Well, I just took it upon myself to save them. Oh, you are so <laughs> philanthropic. <laughs> yeah, so not really. But um, anyway, so I got a bunch of cookbooks. And one of them, um, sometimes for me, it's really exciting. Like there's cookbooks that, that, you know, you always buy. But then there's like like foreign cookbooks. And every once in a while, they'll get translated. And then I, I don't speak a, a bit of Spanish. But, but um, um, just one that I was really excited about by Jose Romero. Um, got translated into English, and it's called Ideas and Recipes Between Cuisine and Pastry. Whoa. Isn't that just interesting? Yes. Yeah, and so I was really, really excited about that one. So there's different things in there, like, um, oh, making, like, like bacon puff pastry, like, like things that are kind of more savory and sort of pastry, and it's just, it's really an interesting book, but he's also got um, a recipe for beet gazpacho in there, and, and when you get a, a cookbook that's written in another language, it's just so funny, the stuff that they say. I wanted to read you this little thing. 
It says, um, also, I strongly recommend peeling the peppers, which will surely contribute to a better digestion and will, pre- will, will prevent the soup from repeating on us. <laughs> <laughs> we know exactly so what cute. that means. We know what it means. Oh. But you never see like warnings like that, you know, in cookbooks <laughs> in America. I thought that was so cute. Oh, anyway. <laughs> now, when you say uh, beet uh, gazpacho, you mean uh, beetroot, right? Not beef like cow meat. Oh no, beet. Yeah, like red. You well, know, I guess they're both red, huh? No, like the root. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I uh, uh, the thing about Bluetooth is that it's a freaking miracle that we can talk to each other on the phone and record it for a radio show, but it isn't the highest quality sound, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I'm just checking because uh, beet gazpacho <laughs> sounds great. Sounds awful. I, beet it, gazpacho yeah, beet, beet <laughs> is alarming. I, like I, it's like that Saturday night live skit where it was what was it like blend of fish or something? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The bassomatic. <laughs> bassomatic. That's it. That's it. It's beefomatic. Ew. I know. Hey, I got a phone call recently from mm-hmm. a fan. Oh yeah. Yes, from one of, uh, one of the seven. Well, and she, Claudia, claims to be number one of our seven, and and I didn't realize till later that I I needed clarification. I didn't know if that meant the best or the first of our <laughs> number sevens. But anyway, she claims to be uh, number one of our seven fans, okay. and uh, and she was seeking uh, some information about basmati rice because she remembered us talking a couple shows ago about uh, Indian uh, basmati rice from India, which is where they, you know, basmati comes from. (laughs) And she wanted to know uh, where I got rice because I was saying I couldn't get it anywhere locally. And so I gave her the information that I had about what I bought and how happy I was with it. And then yesterday I was Mm -hmm. in one of our local supermarkets for something totally different than rice, but I happened to turn down the rice aisle because you know when you have social distancing, sometimes you have to take the rat in a maze <laughs> route yeah. to where the you're avoid- going to go. The avoidance route. <laughs> yes. So it causes a person to go down aisles they would not normally go down. But then there I was. And wouldn't you know, one of our local supermarkets, and maybe more than one, but one that I know of, is now stocking uh, uh, basmati rice from India. Really? So That's we no longer have to, uh, uh, you know, mail order it or go to Portland. So... Um, I'm just That's I'm awesome. just saying that Claudia is the one that um, wanted more information about that, which I gave her, and then and she told me that she had been to our local um, membership uh, uh, mm-hmm. wholesale place, you know, mm-hmm. and that uh, they had basmati rice from India, but it was in twenty pound bags. Oh yeah! Wow! Wow! And really, <laughs> I said that's you know when I ordered mine. Um, because I couldn't find it locally, I I really didn't want twenty pounds. So yeah. Anyway, the one the packaging that I saw at the uh, supermarket was ten pound packages, which is much more manageable. Anyway, that's just great. Yeah. So that's the uh, the uh, basmati rice update, and thank you, Claudia, number one in our book, no matter what. Um, yeah. For for uh, calling and 
bringing all of that to my attention and make me pay attention to what's on the shelf now. So that's that's great. Yeah, because I really want to try it. I I haven't just because um um I hadn't placed any orders anywhere and I didn't know I could get it locally. Well, now you can. Yeah. Uh, now you can. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, I define local. It's from India, but <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean. Yes, yeah. because, I know exactly. I've, I've been consciously trying not to order food online just because I'm trying so hard to eat through my freezer. <laughs> the freezers. We, Freezers, yeah. We had, um, uh, what do you call it, corned beef and cabbage boiled dinner the other day. Oh. And the guys are just like, woohoo. But I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Freezer food. <laughs> it is oh. kind of cool, though. I'm trying to use up uh, a lot of stuff out of the chest freezer here i only have one uh but it need <laughs> i need to defrost it and i would like it to be you know not full to the gunnels when i have yeah, to yeah. put everything when you want to put coolers. put something in it yeah yeah right because exactly. um i bought a lot of cookbooks i might have told you that but i bought some used and whenever i buy a, a used book i always stick it in the freezer for a week in case of bed bugs you know oh right and i know that sounds crazy that hey we've never had bed bugs so <laughs> Um, hey, there's a lot of other bugs as it turns books. out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ones we can't well, even see. I, I made that corned beef and I did something. You know how like when you make the super delicious sounding boiled dinner <laughs> that you've got that um, that that juice, that broth left over, you right, know, that's right. just kind of the thing of it. And I, I um, uh, soaked a bunch of white beans in it. Ooh. So, so there were little like cringlies of corned beef and there were... Um, you know, onions, celery, carrots, and little shards of cabbage in there. And um, and it was really flavorful with all the spices. And so um, I, I, well, I say I soak. I thought of soaking them, but you got to soak them overnight. And the broth had meat in it. I wasn't willing to do that. So I just boiled them for about an hour. It took about a, maybe an hour and 20 minutes and um, just simmering, you know. And um, they, they turned out really great. They were delicious. Oh, I it bet really they were good way to use that i never thought about doing anything but really throwing that away before but um but it was good because you know it's kind of salty that broth from yeah. corned beef yeah but then the beans are super dull so it worked out just great yep beans are salt uh hungry so that's a yeah. really yeah. good combination and and also i think that um i i don't bother to soak beans anymore I mean, I, okay. I, I'll just cook them for an hour. I don't care. Uh, that, yeah. that kind of cooking I usually do in cool weather, and it's fine with me to have something simmering for an hour on the stove. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, and, and soaking them overnight requires me to commit the day before. <laughs> I'm having this tomorrow and i so don't i so don't want to do that so yeah uh, so just cook them you know that's all and and in the restaurant we used to just cook them you know we didn't ever have pots of beans soaking in the walk-in so anyway um i have one other thing linda that i wanted to talk about based on a conversation we had in a previous show about the fabulous roasted potatoes that ina garten recommended that you told us about oh yeah emily's emily's Emily's. something roasted yeah english or something like that yeah yeah yeah. and 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 you told us about them and how fabulously wonderful they were so Mm -hmm. i found the recipe and and uh, if anybody's looking for the recipe, you can just uh, Google Ina Garten and you'll find it. Or or uh, Emily's yeah, Ina English Garten. Emily's, potatoes. Yeah, yeah potatoes because it's a recipe that she released before the the um, 
release date of her upcoming book. Right. And, um, and so I, I did make them and. Oh, wow. I gotta say they are crazy labor intensive and they take for bloody ever to do. (laughs) (laughs) And the whole time I was making them, I was like, I'm never going to make these again. And then we sat down to dinner and Tom and I both went, oh man, these are really good. Oh, they're so good. But yeah, they, they make a lot of pots that you have to wash a lot of pans. It's true. And also the recipe scary because it has so much oil, but the oil is all left in the pan. But it, when you're done, it's not like something you eat, but oh man, it's they're just so good. They are really good and they're really good yeah. the next day. And if you're going to make them, make a ton of them so that you can yeah. enjoy them for days and you can justify the fact that you spend a half a day making potatoes. No, it's not half a day, but you right. know, it is an hour. Oh, I'm sorry. No. You have no. to peel the potatoes, <laughs> chop the potatoes, boil the potatoes, uh, uh bake the potatoes for another 40 minutes in the oven at least um no you have it takes a couple of hours to make well okay i didn't i I actually didn't experiment because i do really like those potatoes i i peeled some and i didn't peel some and i was using yellow yukon potatoes they have really thin skins yeah and and it really didn't matter very much because as long as you at least quarter the potato so much of it is exposed you know yeah so that's you got that starchy part and so I, I did not So you that cut 15 much. minutes off right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so if I remember right, the recipe is you boil the potatoes for eight minutes, you cool them for 15, and then you toss them in oil and roast them till they're done, like, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes. They and say then, 40 and minutes, then, check them at 40, 40 minutes. 40 minutes, okay. Yeah. 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 And so th- then it's done. So, yeah, that, that part's kind of a pain, but, man, they're good. They're the best potatoes I ever made. Well, uh, I encourage all seven of our uh, fans to try them <laughs> and then decide whether you're willing to commit to the uh, time. Because yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not really. <laughs> well, it, and it's not, okay, but it's not a potato that you'd make for breakfast that's too labor intensive. But it's a potato if you were going to make, like, really good hamburgers for dinner and you had the potatoes on the side instead of fries. And you and some, you know, good coleslaw or something. And you were having people over, and you wanted to have a simple meal, but you wanted it to be really delicious. Yeah, That's they the are. Kind of thing it would be. They yeah. are really the best roasted potatoes uh, I've ever yeah. eaten. They are really, yeah. really good, uh, and they are really, really good the next day with eggs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or with yeah. whatever. They're not. They're not leathery when you microwave them. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um. So. That was my follow-up about, I think that was the last thing I had on my list about things we talked to before, but I needed to wind them up. (laughs) Thank you for trying them. Thank you. (laughs) I want to take a really quick minute and remind everybody that this is Food Talk, uh, which is a co-production of Coast Community Radio and North Coast Food Web. And uh, before we start talking about something else, I do want to remind everybody that uh, North Coast Food Web has a local foods um, no contact market year round. So if you're looking to to uh, support local food producers or uh, a, as well as your taste buds and um, your healthy food habit, you can go to uh, northcoastfoodweb.org and find out all about that. So uh, and sometimes we have yeah. uh, Linda's home baked bread, and you know, 
I would check it out. I would check it out on a weekly basis and see what is available. You just order online and then you come pick it up and you and somebody brings oh. it out to your car. It's so easy. And then recently somebody ordered, you know, from, from that, that food market, they ordered strawberry basil um, scone for me, you know? Yes. But I don't know what I did. I made strawberry habanero. <laughs> oh, they're so good. I got but some. But do you think they'd notice? Well, yeah, probably. <laughs> you haven't heard no. anything? <laughs> no, I made them again because, I mean, oh. I knew they would notice, you know? <laughs> I mean, you notice that the difference between... I have their own basil, but I just don't know how I make that many mistakes. I just don't. Well, good Lord. I'm telling you, I, I have told you, I think I've told everybody <laughs> that I've had occasion to talk to recently. I am so, uh, the times in which we are living are getting yeah. to me. We've been at this craziness for eight months. Well, we've been at craziness oh, wow. for way longer than eight months, but we've yeah. been at, <laughs> but, but the pandemic, you know, really yeah. started coming our way in February and by March, uh, all hell had broken loose. And we've been doing that for a long yeah. time. And yeah. it is, yeah. it is a way of life, but it is also, uh, stultifying i just get yeah uh, you know i have a freezer full of food and a pantry full of uh uh ingredients and uh, yeah. two nights ago i just was like i don't know what to cook i just don't yeah. know <laughs> yeah. i don't yeah. know <laughs> yeah it's and that's embarrassing crazy. well it, it's there's no excuse for it but it's I just know. like but it is brain. it's really embarrassing yeah my brain is suffering i told you i mean like you know well, since the last show, when I'd made hot dogs three times in the last two weeks, I made them two times last week. <laughs> poor Dale. He's like, oh, um, yes, thank you. <laughs> now, I heard that one of our fans uh, said that you should, because you threatened to quit for having cooked hot dogs for dinner so many times, but they encouraged you not to quit. Well, I know because I guess I sounded serious. But what right do I have being a co-host of a food radio show if I'm boiling hot dogs? And I mean, I'm not even cooking them on the grill. I'm just microwaving them. This is not a cuisine show. This is a home okay. cooking show where we occasionally talk about cooking. So yeah. I'm just saying. Well, well and then um, about the show at KMUN, we are winding up on our fall pledge drive. And, um, well, that's right. But uh, and and I want to remind everybody. For I guess we should say thank you, though. Really, first, shouldn't we? Yeah, we 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 are so close to our goal. And who would have thought that was possible without a hard pledge drive? And then you know, without anybody in the office, and and um, um it, it's just been a blessing. And, it has uh, really something. Yeah, it is. Um, uh, I think it's pretty strong evidence of. The, uh, pe people's devotion to the station and, and reliance yeah. on the station for things and, you know, for yeah. everything. I mean, we all have fav different favorite things that we love about um, KMUN, but um, a lot of us love it for some reason or another. So we really appreciate everyone who has contributed so far, but we also equally um encourage everyone who didn't have a chance to didn't get around to it meant to and forgot uh that it is still 
extremely important that you go to coastradio.org and click on that donate button or locate the mailing address if you want to send a check or the phone number if you want to call during business hours on weekdays and talk to a person. Uh, However you would like to make a contribution, it's very, very important during these times that you don't forget. Um, We're counting on you. And, and we have these goals, but they're not just random numbers. It's just what no. we need to, yeah. you know. They're actually stay in on the, the budget. <laughs> we're trying yeah, to stay. Yeah. T- we're trying to stay on our budget for the year. So yeah. uh, you we're can- not greedy. No. Oh no. <laughs> we definitely are not greedy. We're always. Yeah. Uh, uh, Graham is really good at uh, bailing wire and duct tape in terms of keeping yeah. everything going. Yeah. He's fabulous. So. <laughs> Uh, so like anyway, MacGyver. that's right. The, the MacGyver of transmitters. <laughs> maybe we'll, uh, maybe before the next show, we'll, you and I will come up with uh, some irresistible idea. But, but I really want to encourage uh, everyone, whether you yeah. are a member in good standing or not, join uh, Linda and I by clicking on that donut date donate button and ensuring the success and future of this radio station. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. You know, uh, last time we talked, I was uh, saying I have tried everything I can think of to do with potatoes, and now I just don't know what to do with potatoes. And and, uh, Roger... Uh, Raka, a fabulous Mm -hmm. uh, citizen of Astoria and uh, city commissioner and I think uh, KMUN board member anyway, superior person, sent me uh, an email and said, I grew up on this and would gladly eat it anytime, day or night, hot or cold, past the sour cream. And it is a, a version of Kugel that is savory not i i've the only kugel i had ever eaten before was a noodle pudding with uh some sugar and some cinnamon and and it looks like a casserole but it's sweet and this is a savory um uh kugel that is um i'm looking to see what uh region it's from i don't know but it, it, it but it's grated uh potatoes with onions and bacon and butter and eggs and evaporated milk and um and you you uh grate the potatoes and fry up the bacon and mix the eggs and the milk and everything together and then add it all together and put it in a greased pan and uh bake it for an hour and a half and then you slice it into squares and top it with sour cream you know he sent me that recipe too he must have been i mean i think a lot of people think of us as the same person yeah, we are we're the <laughs> but, same um, person yeah but um um i i looked at that recipe and do you know what it reminds me coming from minnesota from the midwest funeral potatoes oh which yeah are pre- <laughs> which are pretty much the same thing except they just have cheese in them too but it ends up being kind of like a halfway between a souffle and flan full of potatoes yes potatoes yes and and people would always bring them to funerals they're really good this one is lithuanian anyway i'm saying if you look up kugel uh k-u-g-e-l um you uh, especially in your eat your books if you have a lot of if you have ethnic uh uh, cookbooks. I bet you'll find a recipe there. But in, uh, 
I, I recommend it because it's really delicious and there are a million versions of Kugel that okay. start with the, or, you know, at one end is the noodle casserole with uh, cinnamon and sugar and cream. Mm-hmm. And on the other end are the savory ones with potatoes instead of pasta and, um, and meat or no meat, but uh, onions and that kind of stuff. They're all really good. Okay. Yeah, I, I wanted to try it. I was just going to wait till it got a little colder. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's uh, the thing about casseroles. It's good to wait till it gets a little colder. Yeah. I was looking for things to do with potatoes because, you know, I have potatoes now. Because you were never going to make my potatoes again. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true. I'm going to come after we're safe to, uh, you know, move freely about the cabin i will uh come to your house and eat them <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah exactly i'll make them for you One hey, of the... i got a question yeah go oh, oh i got a question for you yeah so do you think when you um eat something like a piece of candy or something that is artificially artificial strawberry flavored do you think it tastes like strawberry uh hardly ever no, I don't either. I mean, I don't think that it tastes anything like strawberry. But I had a really weird thing happen. So um, in my kitchen, I have those um, those slide out uh, bread cutting boards. Oh, right. Cutting boards right. that are just like, like right above your silverware drawer. I think they're the handiest thing. I think every kitchen should have them. But it's kind of an old timey thing. So, so you just put your little fingers underneath your counter and you pull out this board and it's like a drawer, but it's flat. And then you can put stuff on it. And so there wood and my counters are some kind of material that should not be counter material. You can't even look at them or they scratch or burn. So um, um, if I take something out of the oven, I will either put it on the stove, but if that's busy, I'll pull out these little cutting boards and I'll stick it on that. So I had baked something strawberry, like a pie or a, uh, um, Chris, something that would leak strawberry over, you know, Yeah. and I, I wiped it up, but I guess I didn't wipe it up good enough. And some of it got down in the wood. And then now when I take something and so, and I, I know what I made it with, I made it with hood strawberries, which are great. You yes, know? They, they have are. such good strawberry flavor. They're local. They're, they're fresh. They're so delicious. So now when I take something out of the oven, that's really hot. It's got to be like a bread pan or something really hot. It doesn't work with just a 350 degree casserole. Um, um, and I put it on that board. It'll, it'll smell like strawberry. It, it's hot enough on that board that it smells like strawberry, but it smells exactly like artificial strawberry. Isn't that the weirdest thing? <laughs> like Jolly Ranchers. <laughs> it does. It's so weird. It doesn't smell like delicious, you know, strawberry rhubarb pie. It smells like fake strawberry candy, and I think that's so funny. Well, uh, maybe fake strawberry candy is using that. You know, I mean, they're they're making those flavors in a lab, right? So yeah, uh, they they must be using some essence of something, and maybe it's like like, the, like the nose re- <laughs> recreating some molecule. Oh, but yeah. yeah, I just thought that was the the strangest thing because the strawberry candy for me is so far from strawberry flavor. Yeah. But then that's what it smells like. And I know it was real strawberry and I didn't put anything in there that was, you know, fake strawberry flavor or anything like that. I just thought it was funny. It is yeah, funny. Yeah. It's odd. Are you funny. laughing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing quietly to myself. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so polite. I got to tell you, I found something uh, uh, bizarre, but 
tempting uh, when I was looking through uh, for things to do with uh, potatoes. I found a chicken pot pie with tater tots on top instead of crust. Oh my gosh, that actually sounds good. It sounds great to me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm definitely trying that. Any kind of any pie. kind of pot pie, you know, a veggie pot pie, any kind of pot pie, I think yeah. would yeah. be really good. Oh my gosh, Linda, we're running out of time. So oh. I know, it's crazy. So last thoughts, because we only have about 40 seconds. Anything? Uh, uh. You could just say goodbye. Uh, well, it's been really nice talking to you. Remember remember to boil beans in your leftover juice from anything. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that is the tip of the day for uh, the tip of the week. And uh, we will be back in, in a couple of weeks to uh, talk a little bit about cooking and a whole lot about everything else. Yeah, nice talking to you, Marianne. Yeah, I re- I so miss seeing you. I miss seeing everybody. Uh, seriously, yeah. life got small, didn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah. So thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget to go to coastradio.org and make that donation. Thanks.